episode 19. That's where we're at. Episode 19, and this is FIA Goes PC. And as always, I am here with our producer, Winifred Mark. Say hello. Hello. I'm also here with the Urban Oracle, aka Shaq. Say hello. Well, hello there. You're my right-hand man today. Have you noticed? Oh, yeah. I'm always your right-hand man. That I is true. See. It is true. <laughs> that is the cabinet that I'm going to take to the war room. We discussed the war room previously on uh, YouTube. Mm-hmm. Go check it out. Go check it out. FI Guest Tube, our new show on YouTube. But I'm also going to introduce the very great and fan favourite, Unicorn Slayer, a.k.a. Pete. Say hello. How are you doing? Doing all right. Good. And as always, I am your host. Or the host of something. Something contagious, perhaps. <laughs> Rebel Zen, aka Danny Howe. And I say, hola. Hola. Just to be international. Just to, just, uh, just to mix it up. Yeah, just yeah. not to all our Spanish buddies. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we've just come straight out of YouTube. We're all, we. I mean, it's been like fighting 10 rounds with a boxer, hasn't it, really? Because <laughs> it got quite deep out there. So anyway, it's, it's a deep conversation, really, because we are uh, theming the week with politics and religion. Most of you are now asleep, and most of you are preparing for war. So, <laughs> I'd just like to say, thanks for tuning in to uh, FI Guess Tubed, Tubed, mm-hmm. Tubed on YouTube. How do you uh, type it in, in that kind of accent? Um, through a, through a cylinder. How do you go, Tubed? You do it through a cylinder, <laughs> and the words just pop out yeah. and magically appear. Yeah, I mean, Google does all the voice commands now, so you just That's do it in it, that yeah. sound. <laughs> Tubed! <laughs> Just like that. In fact, if you sound like that, yeah. you'll get straight to us. Exactly. It immediately brings up the uh, YouTube channel. That's how it is. <laughs> we uh, we just want to, obviously, if you've joined us uh, recently into the podcast and you have no idea about the YouTube, please go there. Uh, you just got to search FI Gets Tubed. And what we're doing for these six episodes that mirror the subjects within the Amazon Prime series, Project FI, this is becoming an empire, kids. This is quite insane. <laughs> We'll get um, to the point where we've got too many things to actually introduce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's take off <laughs> and our merchandise tent and our, you know. Anyway, um, FIA goes dog hunting today. <laughs> yeah, FIA takes a walk down the street. Um, <laughs> but basically, what I want to say is like the YouTube thing. It's a channel where you're going to find extras. Uh, bits and pieces uh, that didn't make the final cuts of the episodes, also things we took out because of length or whatever. Um, we'll also be doing uh, the UK tour. We'll be filming that on the road when we start doing our promotional tour in the next couple of months and beyond. And you will also get these six exclusives, which is basically the pre-show to the podcast. It's our warmer, and I just want to say, um, with politics and religion, we are very passionate. It's, it's well, I am. Uh, Win definitely is. Pete was very well behaved, and Shaq was half asleep. Shaq represents everyone at home. He's the silent majority. Well, he yes, he is. He represents the silent majority. All the ones that just couldn't give a monkey's butt. Let's be honest. Is that accurate? But you should still get on the electoral roll because it's very important. Yes, you should still vote. Yeah, it helps your credit rating. Yeah, yeah, that too. That too. There yes. you go. Does it? I, I yeah. think so. I oh think wow, so. that's great. I don't have a bank account. Awesome. So it helps me not a sausage. But he, goes, he keeps all his gold stored under his bed. I do. I, I've got a... Um, I'm like Scrooge McDuck in DuckTales, which is a bit before your time, but they're re-releasing it, Shaq, and David okay. Tennant's doing the voice. Oh, they're yeah, yeah, talking okay. ducks. Mate. Look, I just... Gonna your mind. I, w- I woke him up with David Tennant's doing the voice. He was there. He was right there with us. He's Scottish, by the way. Um, he's not a Scottish. 
he is Scottish. He is a Scottish man. Yes. I, I, I always thought he was like London. To be fair, it, it, it always confused me when because I first knew him from Doctor Who, basically. Yeah, yeah. But then you'd see him on a chat show, and he's, he's got a proper Scottish accent, and you're like, hold on. Well, he did it. He actually did it in Doctor Who a few times. To he mess did with it. Yeah. Uh, it's the, like uh, the episode when they're they're up in Scotland. Correct. It's like John Barrowman who can switch from American to his, his yeah. native Glaswegian accent on a on a switch, on yeah. a dime. Yeah, I knew him from Prisoner of Azkaban, so um, the fact that oh, he's course, Scottish, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I didn't even realise. David Tennant. Yeah. Just to reset that, yeah. like John Barrowman. It's getting very confusing. <laughs> All of these Scottish <laughs> dual accents. Yes. different story, wouldn't it? It would be. And anyway, back to the topic. So um, what it was was like... And we have to set this up. We went over time. It's a very big... We've been dreading this. This conversation for us here has been for the creatives uh, here in this room. Uh, sorry, Shaq. You can go back to sleep. I'll wake up in a minute. Okay, good. <laughs> when, you're, when you're dealing with these subjects, there is obviously a lot you want to say. There's a lot that's reacted. In fact, a lot of the social media sentiment was why I wanted to do this show in the start. Like, why I wanted to create this show because I wanted to try and neutralize this venom that's all over social media. I do believe, as I said on YouTube, I do believe that the overall effect is going to be a positive one. I think the fact that more people are engaged, the fact that more of us, the younger generations, want this neutralized equality mm. across the board. Mm. They don't want these these um, oppressing thoughts. Or yeah. We almost look at it like it's obscene to have hatred you yeah. know, towards any other whatever. It's it's crazy mm-hmm. to us. And I feel like it's important to say that to all of these people, doesn't matter race, creed, colour, if you like Weetabix, if you like Shredders. <laughs> and if you don't know what they are, porridge. <laughs> and if you don't know what that is... You wake up too late. Sand in, in water. <laughs> whatever you eat. Whatever is your... I eat furniture, apparently. Um, so so do I. <laughs> so you, yeah, we'll go there another day. So um, I may find a seat in this house. <laughs> but what it is, is whatever your, um, your, your thing is, and whatever you are, and whatever your disposition, whatever your beliefs, and whatever your structure, I think most human beings alive just want peace. Yeah. Mm. Um, and I feel like it's important to say that because... It's really easy to provoke. And I think my personal feelings to wrap politics up, because Wynne wants to make a few notes as well. My personal thing is I want a unilateral understanding that politics is not government. It's waffle. Politics is PR. Politics is selling you something. It's uh, it's waffle. It's winning the public opinion. It's, mm-hmm. it's basically like a beauty pageant almost. <laughs> and it's winning a public vote. I think government should be government. And I think it should get on with its job, stop the waffle. As you pointed out, Shaq, with the House of Commons, especially in the UK, most of it's waffle Mm -hmm. and nothing gets done. You can watch hours of that and by the end of it, you're almost like, well, he had a really good point for his constituents and all you did was try and be witty. It's like (laughs) your real John Cleese in the Mighty Python guys and you went, oh, you're a tuna fish or something like this (laughs) and just completely demoralise the man and he's just doing his job as an MP for his constituents and it has to end, in my opinion. The government should shut the hell up and get on with the job. Mm. You know, it's not a publicity vote and I think that my two pence forward is and it's a real shout out to Hong Kong now because I think the Hong Kong people are in a unique place and this is something I wanted to say that I didn't make it on YouTube and that is if you do strike 
a positive democracy in Hong Kong. It's a clean slate for how politics is done because it's never happened before. And it's a really good testing ground to be world class. Mm -hmm. A world class democracy that teaches everyone something. Mm. Just like Obama, as a personality, yeah. changed politics arguably forever Definitely. because he was a politician you liked to hear, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah you uh, always, like most of the time, unless people were actually trying to hate on him, most of the time you saw him in either the paper or social media and it was good things that he was doing. He he held this baby or he made sure oh, yeah. that healthcare was uh, was going well. He went to this country that had a natural disaster and actually got in, dug in and actually helped them yeah. uh, change uh, things and get Well, just to clarify, things. because yeah. it doesn't matter what your disposition in politics, and we should always say, we should always say, as artists, I feel like we're neutral anyway. Mm. Um, we should never lead anyone to a, a corridor of thought mm. because it's not our place to. Our place as artists is really to inspire, to, to give you an escape for five minutes. I yeah. don't think it's... I have a big problem with celebrities coming mm. out and telling you their political thoughts because I think it's not our place. Mm. We shouldn't do that. We shouldn't do that as humans anyway. Once our political alignment was very private once, you know, that's how our grandparents were raised. You yeah, know? My, gra my grand never tell me how of she, course. she voted. Of course. Of course, and now, it, well, everyone yeah. sells it because it's a yeah. nice t-shirt campaign. Like yeah. I said, it's become PR. And just to say my thing to answer you, Shaq, about Obama is like, whatever you think about Obama as a politician, if you're a diehard Republican, diehard conservative, and you looked at Obama and thought, what a liberal, you know, almost socialist, um, almost communism, uh, you know, he's been accused of. I think what you can't deny about Obama is the personality that he had mm. made politics seem doable seem accessible, accessible yeah, yeah. yeah it seemed like suddenly you're engaged because mm. this guy has spellbinding charisma yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. and i think it's really important to say that as a human being as a man of integrity doesn't matter where you stand on his politics because there was controversy yeah, in certain was. things he did mm. no one's perfect even no. he said that you know he's just doing a job he thinks he's doing the best job he can yeah when he says that, you believe him. When mm -hmm. Trump says that, you go, all right. Of course you are. yeah. And by that, you mean you're fired. Uh, and, and that's great. Um, but my point about Obama is, I think the political circuit around the world will never be the same. Mm. Because everyone's trying to represent that charisma, that pizzazz, yeah. that Everyone's power. trying to have their own Obama now. Absolutely. And we've well, got, Canada have got uh, Trudeau, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we've got Theresa May, who's the opposite. That's when... And not, no, that, no. Not, not that we want to sway anyone away from anyone. No, like, no, 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 no. I'm just saying that if you take colour scheme, Obama's a vibrant canvas of vivid colours and, yeah. and, and you switch the light off and it's Disney firework display. Mm -hmm. Whereas Theresa May is, uh, is, is grey. Let's be honest. And maybe that's what British politics needs is... Uh, grey. Yeah. Maybe too much colour in our politics and we're a carnival show that no British person could ever handle. But I would vote North Fielding in. Because it would be Without amazing. You don't know who that is, do you? Not a clue. Good. But, um... <laughs> we'll educate you. So, I am done. And I just want to say to the people in Hong Kong, because I, I kind of went on a tangent, the people in Hong Kong out there... As frustrating as it is, and it is frustrating, and the, the, the sentiment is, is, is incredibly raw, and it's really technical. It's a real technical thing, okay? But if you're listening out here, and you really 
believe in democracy. Don't give up on on the on the road to achieve it, but be a world leader of patience, understanding, and do not be intimidated. Mm-hmm. Do not be intimidated to protest because protest is wrong. I believe that the next generation in Hong Kong, if they sort their minds out, because of some great people I know, real role models out there. Shout out to your best mate Daisy. And a shout out to my best mate, Billy, who's out in Hong Kong right now, uh, local. You are doing incredible work in your communities in reach out and spreading words and, and, and actually educating people in politics. And I think it's very important that I say to these guys, don't get so emblazoned with passion and hatred and build an enemy. Don't see the enemy and just see democracy. You have a chance to be world leaders of peace. Be that. As passionate as it gets, be that. That's my two pence. So, Wynn, what was your point? Well, I just wanted to reiterate what I said on YouTube for people who uh, haven't seen the YouTube clip. Uh, I was um, encouraging people to become more educated to uh, both sides of the argument of any situation, any conflict. There's always two and sides. And there's the more than two often. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So every side. And um, uh, just, just to give a couple of examples, I mean, like, there's a lot of, uh, and you might learn something new, you know, that might even be a tangent. Like, I was looking into the Brexit thing, and I found out that the EU was actually part established by the USA. And I'm like, well, that, that's an interesting piece of information. And, you know, it made me go, oh, I'm interested to look into that a bit more and mm-hmm. find out a bit more yeah. about the history. Another piece of random information that I came across in regard to uh, Spain was that a Spanish friend of mine actually gave a, a, a very detailed account of what's actually happening on the ground over there. Um, and one thing that caught my eye was he said that the current PM of Spain was actually enemy number one of Catalan. Mm. So there's an interesting dynamic where it might actually be personal for a lot of these Catalonians mm. because the PM of Spain was this big enemy in the past. Yeah. So, you know, mm. contexts are different for every place. Well, it's also that I think it's very important that you do not seek the media as a source of knowledge. The media is a source of opinion. And I think it's very important that we state in educating yourself, it, it be it in travel or be it in historical documents or trying to understand every perspective or view from people that are real. People that are real, not necessarily in politics, just people from the countries and stuff like this. If you have a conversation, a discussion, you educate yourself, really. You educate yourself. And I think that the opposite of educating yourself is ignorance. And so if you don't have all the sources at your fingertips, you have no you're leaning towards prejudgment. Well, the you know. key thing about what makes democracy work is educated opinion. Mm. Yeah, yeah so. definitely. Well, I think what makes democracy work is really choice as well. Mm-hmm. And I think people are forgetting this. You don't get choice if you eliminate opposition. So, for example, we're in a two-party system. It should be a 16-party system. It should be, there should be, it should be pick and mix. There should be an infinity. There should be the uh, the shack party, the pea party. <laughs> Uh, the I don't care because I'm Danny party and, and the win I'm going to tell you all of the facts about everything because I'm a human encyclopedia party <laughs> and I wish yeah <laughs> well yeah Google helps um, but basically all I'm saying is like democracy is choice Mm-hmm. to eliminate choice it's no longer democracy mm-hmm. and if the liberal uh, mind which is so fever pitch 
uh, if we lived in a pure libertarian world, we'd actually be in a socialist world and we'd actually be communists. And that's what people don't understand. When you push the extremities, you go towards the thing that you're trying not to become. You it's know? almost like you have no choice but to be liberal. Correct. Which is almost paradox. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And as uh, a very great line in, you know, as a concept of democracy, we haven't reached it. We don't really fully understand it, but we're trying to damn this to get there. Yeah. I think our generation are the ones that will get there. And I think that this is a social change. So everyone in our generation, high five, everyone, <laughs> everyone. Everyone, you didn't see that. I was slapping my cheek. <laughs> so, I think we can safely say, are we happy that we're walking away from politics? Yeah. Pete? Yeah. Nothing else to add? I'm all good. Very good. Win? Yeah. You're done? Shaq, you're asleep. Wake up. <laughs> we're now going to walk towards the conversation religion, which we tapped on a few things. Obviously, and it's a huge, it's not really a disclaimer, but it's a huge thing to state. Like, there is literally no one in this current room unless they've snuck in through the window and I can't acknowledge them, that will ever try and sway or preach our mm. opinion when it comes to faith, because faith literally, by definition, should be a personal thing anyway. Yeah, it can't exactly. really be shared. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It can't. It's almost a scientific impossibility. Mm-hmm. So whether you have faith or your faith is not to have faith, it's uniquely yours. Mm-hmm. We can converse mm-hmm. and we can always say, well, your opinion's very similar to mine. But it is never the same. It's almost like, how does cheese taste, Pete? No one can explain it. (laughs) You know know what I mean? So it's that personal thing. That's melted on a pizza is my personal opinion. Yeah, it could be. Um, Or or crafted. That's Um, cheese, not religion. I think cheese... (laughs) Well, I've never tried it. (laughs) Well, I think cheese woven in time. 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 Woven in time. The dairy dairy time travellers. I've just invented the ultimately best thing in the world just then. Back I was going to say twine. <laughs> Cheese woven in twine. Yes. Wind's looking at me as if, how's that better? It's not better. Isn't that the purpose? It's not good. So uh, I'm on mad juice. Faith. Yes. How do you think Faith, mm. <laughs> your name is now Faith. How do you feel Faith is represented in the world today? Shaq. Because you wanted to talk about this, didn't you? Because yeah. your family is quite... Yeah, just a little bit. My family um, is very, very much Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, they go to church every Sunday. I'm usually sleeping, so unfortunately I'm not able to make it too often. But um, when they do go to church, I do see passion. And one thing that faith brings to people, which I'm not sure people that don't really too much believe in faith uh, remember, is that it brings happiness to people. Yeah, It brings people feeling like they are loved no matter what even well, if I, nobody else loves them yeah. i mean do, do you know which uh, branch of christianity uh, your family follows my Is family person uh, catholic or one of the zillions of alternatives <laughs> methodist etc there's, you know? there's loads of them and um, i think they're closer to catholic than anything else right but they are very free-flowing as well they, yeah. ju- they just know that there's an entity well that's what i was saying within the uh, the youtube thing it's becoming uh, all religion mm. really uh, by and large, despite what the media will have you believe and the world will articulate, is becoming a lot more moderate. Yeah. We are in a society now of, of global consciousness. Before, I can't even think, but if we could take a time machine, uh, one woven in cheese, um, <laughs> back through the dairy uh, time travel thing. Mm. Um, bear with me, Wynn. She's looking at me as <laughs> through if the, Through the dairy Milky Way. Yeah. Through, the, through the milky dairy wormhole of uh, cheddar. 
And we get to the event, Cheddar Gorge, <laughs> with a few additional additives. To somehow keep milk fresh for longer. <laughs> well, it would never go off. Because exactly. it's time travel. It's pasteurised time travel. There yeah. you go. Yeah. You so time travel. It, it'll never have a sour by date. It'll just correct itself. Yeah. I'm too tired for this. <laughs> <laughs> what we're discussing when a bed in layman terms is quantum physics. It's not, but there you go. We're, we're being a bit cheesy. Yeah, we are. Yeah, it's, it's getting all a little... We're mil- milking it for all it's worth. Ugh. So, um... Well, just I, keep chatting, mate. I, I, was, I was the cream of the crop in, uh, in physics. Anyway, um, so what it is is... <laughs> All right, everyone. Come on, come on, come on. Damn, just get on with it. Yeah. <laughs> so what it is is, um, God, where where were we? <laughs> when you've got like, uh, I think it's important with a moderate faith. We all have access, and for the first time in the history of the human race, really, there is like access to all religion. I mean, it used to be the kind of thing like if you heard there was another religion, you'd seek them out, burn them at a stake. Mm. You know, that yeah. was only last Tuesday. Um, <laughs> But we've changed since then. Uh, and we don't tell people about that. <laughs> what, burning steaks? Yeah, yeah. I call it barbecuing with uh, beef. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, whatever. But, um, <laughs> or tuna steaks, whatever your preference. Uh, or whatever steak you wish. Mm. Uh, as long as it's not wooden, because you get splinters and it hurts your teeth. Yeah. But we move on from that. Mm-hmm. Um, what? Oh. Y- y- all right. Can so, we get back to the topic? Yes, we can. So the point is, I think that all religions, bear in mind, have one common link <laughs> and a lot of differences but the the common link is community mm, definitely and i don't think that we could war about that i yeah. think that's the one thing that everyone would quite honestly mm. put their hands up and say oh yeah it's community yeah, yeah and just I, to touch upon that as well a little bit with them um, yeah. uh, obviously my faith is christianity believing in god and that sort of thing but i've honestly looked more into educating myself on other religions and one that I find that's really really uh, interesting is actually Buddhism mm-hmm. meditating just uh, keep making sure that your mind is at a certain place where your body and your spirit can then follow I find that absolutely fascinating now I'm Christian but I want to learn more about that sort of religion and I honestly feel like that should be or maybe that should be something to, for people to think about whenever they have a religion. People don't really have to be stuck in one religion or yeah. one faith. They can be free, whatever makes you happy. Well, I think a, a point that I'm going to say is like, and it's actually one that it's a segue I was going to go down, but it's a really interesting thing that you said, Buddhism, right? Yeah. I know, and we all know here in this room, and a lot of our listeners know that you follow the, yeah. a lot of Asian culture is, mm, is yeah. what you swing towards and stuff like this. I think it's really important to just put this out there. Mm. That we in Europe, we in America, uh, in the West, really, uh, Western part of the world, but scattered around the world as well, we all think of Christianity, we all think of Islam, we all think of uh, Judaism as the top. Mm-hmm. They're the religions of the world. But realistically, actually, they're the minorities. Because if you take in human uh, population, they're actually the minority religions of the world because of Buddhism, because of Hinduism, because of Sikhism, and because of into faith in japan and obviously everything in between there's a lot of things still active out there and it's funny how in our press we're hearing about and i was saying this off record really but i was saying how uh islam and christianity have become such a polarized topic now Mm -hmm. that even the jewish faith is kind of blending into the background which i find quite remarkable Mm -hmm. and it's not really the catholic christian either uh, Roman Catholic, uh, Catholicism seems to be 
you know, we know, we know there's, there's this fella called the Pope. Yeah. You heard of him. <laughs> but it seems to be completely, it's all Protestant, isn't it? It's, all, it's, it's really the majority of the Protestant. And America's have, uh, and Europe as well, has so many hyphen Christian faiths. So many. That it's almost quite an amazing thing. When you're saying about the tapestry of religion. Yeah. And the fact that you can pick and choose. Mm. This is why I began the, the topic with where everyone's got their personal faith. Yeah. Faith is a personal thing. Exactly. Exactly. And it's funny because you will take elements woven in and amongst so many religions. And I think, Shaq, it's a really good idea. And I was going to say this in the YouTube clip, but I forgot entirely. I think every Christian, mm. if they're true Christians, if they're the peacekeeping, loving yeah. followers of Jesus, okay, yeah. and his life story you know yeah. and and what he lived for and died for mm-hmm. they would read a quran mm-hmm. why not yeah again education is education and without it is ignorance right mm-hmm. they would understand that they would mm-hmm. want to it's mm-hmm. not to know thine enemy yeah no, <laughs> it's no, no, to know true. how things evolve and work and you mm-hmm. know the movement because there is no threat when when you are someone of faith if you are truly holy your morals are bar none the best in the world, yeah. truly, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So it's more a testament to the fact that most people are so moderated in their faith. It's almost like their faith is based on fear, mm-hmm. a fear of the unknown, fear of the being punished, fear of not yeah. getting... The, fear of not knowing what happens. Yeah, afterwards. yeah, yeah, exactly. Or fear of not getting a BMX at Christmas that you yeah. wanted. Yeah. Daddy, you listen. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. It's, you know, you, you, you pray to God yeah. for this BMX and it doesn't arrive. And then eventually you realise that God doesn't work that way. So you go and steal the BMX and then pray for forgiveness. No, it's true. It's true. Because because quite often or not, God's looking at you going, well, a BMX, it's not that good really. You need a mountain bike with 12 gears. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. you ask for something and he upgrades it for you. But you have to pay the extra. Oh, come on. You know, it's, it's, it's like supersizing your meal at McDonald's. Is that, yeah. is that the God of materialism? No, no, it's just... Or, uh, or it's just there going, come on, Martin, I've got bigger things to deal with. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But anyway, where did that go? I don't know where that went. So uh, if you're just tuning in, that was weird. We did a little role play for you. No, the, uh, the I think the thing is, uh, the materialistic wish and hope and stuff like this... Yeah. That's unfortunate. That's about modernization, is that? Mm. You know, that's what, uh, unfortunately, uh, festivities have become. Mm. You know, whenever there is a religious holiday, almost, you're leaning towards that concept of materialism. Like, it doesn't matter what you're in. Well, Christmas is everywhere now already. Mm. And has been for a few weeks. Yeah, of course. And uh, predominantly being the UK, being in the US, that Mm. would be the rule throughout Europe, too, because we are predominantly Christian states. Mm It's funny because I feel like, you know, when you look at Islam, mm-hmm. the thing that's really interesting and something that I grew up when we were doing uh, religious education in school, Islam was one of the big three that we learned, Judaism too. And we kind of flirted with Hinduism, you know. And I think what was really fascinating about the Islamic faith is that kind of determination that they have within their faith. It's almost the classic Christianity that we once were raised in in this country, you know, where tradition was seriously tradition. Christmas was a case of being together as a community. It wasn't a case of having a BMX at all. It was a case of being there. And almost when you walk into a Catholic church in, in Spain, Italy, 
or places anywhere between are super Catholic uh, countries. I always remembered the intimidation feeling in Spain. You walk into a church and it feels quite somber. You've got mm-hmm. the carvings that are super pristine and re- realistic, you know. Mm-hmm. And all of, I, w- I think I mentioned this before on, on an earlier podcast, but Easter in, in Spain, in Andalusia, the southern Spanish region, it's almost haunting. You have mm-hmm. this huge procession that's like a funeral march, right? Yeah. And they're carrying this lifelike cross with the body of Jesus nailed to, you know, and it's mm-hmm. really lifelike. And as a kid, it was terrifying. It was damn the scariest thing I ever saw. Yeah. And it haunts you and you never forget it. And it's real somber. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think in Spain as well, I'm not sure. You're going to have to uh, uh, correct me on anything wrong that I say here because I'm not 100% wrong. certain. About no, I'm sorry. <laughs> Carry on. Yeah. But um, in Spain, there's like a sort of religion where they basically look up to a sort of mother, but she's a skeleton. Now, I'm not 100% certain what it is, and it may not even be in Spain per se. No, I think that's possibly more South America. Yes. Possibly. Yeah, yeah, I think it's more that. She's she's got like a cloak. I think she's like the mother of healing or something like that. Well, you might be confusing into uh, the saints. Yeah. uh, Because I know that Andalusia, Mm. for example, which is a region of Spain that used to be, classically was... uh, an Islamic state um, due to invasion. But basically that evolved to be a super Catholic state. Mm -hmm. And I, I, there's a lot of in the Puebla, in the villages, uh, all the Pueblas around in, in, in the areas, they're usually named after saints. They're Mm -hmm. very saint heavy because Catholicism incorporates the saints, you see, Mm -hmm. and it could be a version Mm -hmm. of the mother Mary. Um, So It's tough that that mm. that to me would seem more um, South American take. Yeah, I think, it um, is. I think for it is. sure. Yeah, but anyone who knows, feel free uh, on YouTube to comment again on Twitter about learning. The, like education in itself, in my opinion, is probably the most important thing, and it is very, very rarely a bad thing. Well, in, in it's never of, a bad thing because yeah. <laughs> the more the more wisdom you have or knowledge on a subject, like I said. The worst is ignorance because mm. then you're guessing. Mm. A lot of your assignments are the guessing. The only bad thing is if your sources are not absolutely true. Yeah, exactly. So the, and this is the other. The only thing that you should really question, and mm. this is what I have to teach in English when mm. they, they say, "Oh, what is the purpose of this text? Where does does it come from? Who is who wrote it? Mm. Why was this piece written? Mm. Is it propaganda? Mm. Was it written to persuade you? Uh, so you know, you you learn something, but See what the source is. Make yeah. sure it's not Wikipedia. No. And also, also yeah. make sure that you're getting the full story, not yeah. just half it. Yeah. There's still, there's still places well, it's um, also... in America that won't teach Darwin's theory of evolution. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. They, they will purely teach creationism. Well, I think it's... Uh, well, it's a good point. And I think it's also why uh, we're seeing that social change arrive in America mm-hmm. because there is only so much hiding in the, in the shadows you can do of yeah. knowledge now when the world is growing smaller every year. Mm. It's really crazy. Like I was saying, we're at that time, and I've said this actually since I was a kid, even in my lifetime, the concerning fact is like how many people is it going to take for this domino rally effect to happen when I realize we can access everywhere in the world right now. Mm. There's no hiding. So whatever fear you've got, we can be in your town tomorrow if we really need to be, you know. Every town around the world, nothing's sacred, essentially. The spotlight is now there, you know. Mm -hmm. 
So it's almost, why are you still protecting people? Why are you so terrified, Mm -hmm. you know, of sharing things? And it's Mm -hmm. like, sharing is not being extorted or stolen from. It's Mm -hmm. sharing. And it's funny because I think, and I want to bring this up for you, Shap, because I'm very familiar with your neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Growing up in this area, especially community, Christian communities within Birmingham. I'm very familiar with them. Mm -hmm. But one thing that I found fascinating, a a shout out to my mate Solomon out in California right now, my brother, and all of his mates in in Inglewood, when I shared time out there with them. Inglewood in the 90s was one of the most notorious places, kind of like Compton still is to a degree, in South Central Los Angeles. And for gang war and all of Mm -hmm. this stuff. Mm -hmm. And I got to see this neighborhood that's blossomed from it as so many places have you take the east end in london right now and it's blossomed it's mm. in it's the whole different world mm. brooklyn new york again these are hip hangouts now and before like literally <laughs> 20 years ago you you wouldn't go there you know and to see this uh inglewood as a community to have that privilege and it really was a privilege mm. because i'd seen the two-pack stuff i'd seen the uh, nwa I was privy to all of it and to literally go to where this place is and see it relatively chilled out and be part of the community for just a a fraction of time was something I've never forgotten in my life. Mm -hmm. Now, Solomon is a moderate Muslim. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, his take on everything is so great. He's thirsty for knowledge. He's always looking to understand, but he's also the head of his community. Mm. And I want to put this out there because there are so much controversial um, elements in the press with Obama being the fact that he had an Islamic name. I challenge anyone in this world to find an Islamic uh, community in the West, a moderate one, uh, an evolved one, or even a traditional one that has within itself animosity. There isn't one. Mm -hmm. And if you take the leap of faith, literally, Mm -hmm. and join in and see the the way of life and understand it, you'll find that everything's relatable. Not only this, but I was raised in a Christian family too. Mm -hmm. And my father's principles were very, uh, not super strict, but biblical. You mm-hmm. know, you should honor your father. And, yeah. and this is really what Islam is teaching too. But we see it as strict nowadays mm-hmm. because we've become so moderate mm-hmm. that we can t- call our dad a big door, you know, <laughs> yeah. but they can't. Yeah. That's blasphemy almost. Exactly. And it's, I was raised to yeah. think that was blasphemy. Mm-hmm. There's no mm-hmm. way I would stand up to my dad, you know, mm-hmm. as a kid. He was authority. And I think this is what people don't understand. At the end of the day, we're all the same. And I want to put the statement out there that when you're in the USA Mm. and you have friends that are in the Islamic faith, in America, in California especially, they are very much in the underground that you would probably find in classic shogun of Japan, in Edo time, that the Christian church was. They can't be, they can't come out and say to the public where, you know, we follow the Islam faith. Yeah, because it's right. such, and it's crazy what you're getting as this reaction. And I think just to shout out to Sol, he's won awards in his community, right? And I'm super proud of the guy because I think that he wears literally every hard hat you can wear. And he always does the toughest thing in, you can imagine in life. Never taken the easy option. Mm. He's just returned from a trip to South Africa. He's seen some stark realities there. Mm. So, Sol, if you're listening, 
thank God you exist. You're awesome. You're an inspiration. And mm. just so America understands this, if you're listening, the Islamic communities are amazing. Mm. You mm. have to understand them. Exactly. You know? Exactly. I mean, I see it myself, like right here in my own community, because I have so many friends of different faiths. I see right I, next to our house. Exactly, yeah, we are. Exactly. We live in a we live in an area that is super international. Exactly. You know? I mean, they, whenever they uh, grease each other, it's with so much overpouring love. I said to my friend um, the other day because uh, he he's of the Islamic faith, and um, a lot of his friends are Muslim as well. He said that uh, I saw him greet somebody with so much love and happiness, and yeah. you know. How are you? Hugging, sh- shaking hands and everything. And I says to him, oh, how do you know him? And I said, oh, um, he's the cousin of this person, that person. Like, he, he keeps yeah. on going on. But it I was, haven't seen but it Shaq, in years. Yeah, but Shaq, that was exactly yeah. the sentiment in the Christian faith of the UK mm-hmm. when I was a kid. Exactly. Everyone knew everyone. Villages yeah. were villages. Towns were towns. Everyone knew each other. It became so moderate. Mm-hmm. And people question faith mm-hmm. because it doesn't suit them anymore. So it's almost like saying... Well, you know, I didn't get that BMX. Starts a thought. Mm. And I know this sounds stupid, but it's true. It plants the seed in your head and then you start doubting because you're not, there's no depth. Yeah. I didn't get this. I didn't get this. And I didn't get this. I had a bad day. I had a bad breakup. I had a bad this and I had a bad that. And then you blame game. And then to the point where your faith totally departs and you're like, mm. well, that's all God's fault. Mm. And then I don't believe in God. You know, it's, it's a path. So it's almost like what's fascinating to me is I've had... Such a unique life with faith. My grandfather, when he was alive, was very open-minded, studied everything. Mm-hmm. He was incredibly um, into the history of, of so many religions and thoughts because it fascinated him. Yeah, that's what I hope to be. Yeah. And, you know, with uh, my martial arts training, it opened my mind to a, a, all of the Asian understandings and things like this. And I just want to point out, we did say about minority and the switch in reality. Mm-hmm. Hinduism is where... Buddhism came from. So it's a derivative of Hinduism. So Mm -hmm. off the branch. Mm -hmm. And the Hindu faith, and I was saying this late last night, really, um, to win, is that when you have the the Hindu faith, it's one of the last remaining, almost like the organic faith of old, where you had multiple gods or deities Mm -hmm. uh, or depictions, you know, uh, because it's quite technical in Hinduism. But this is a nod back to the layman person, to the Roman gods, to the Greek gods, to, you know, to the Norwegian gods. And you just think to yourself, that's quite an incredible thing. Mm -hmm. And in the Hindu faith, there's no road to violence. It doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. It's quite bizarre, you know. My understanding of uh, Hinduism, because I study it as well, and um, we call it uh, PRS, Philosophy yeah. and religious studies, yeah. and which is what it evolved. To yeah, be. evolved to yeah. from re. What it is is that a person can have can play different roles. You can yeah. be a son, you can be a teacher, you can yeah. be a father, you can be right. And God is complex, and so Hinduism takes the idea of God and gives him all these faces. Mm-hmm. And so it's like different personalities of this of the same yeah, yeah concept, but it's still one God. Yeah, but it's it's really I I feel what's really amazing about India being the like pretty much you've got the Sikh faith, the Hindu faith, the uh, Muslim percentage as well. I feel like it's quite fascinating because that's sort of your entry if you're coming in from the Europe side. That's your entry into Asia, really, through India, and then you see the diversity. Just sort you get through Nepal, you suddenly hit the Tibetan Buddhism, and then you come straight into 
through that kind of, you know, that vein into from uh, Thailand down, which is Buddhism, and everything's evolving. You drip into China. And when you get to China, obviously mainland China, the Cultural Revolution, things change quite a lot. But when you get to Hong Kong, what's incredibly fascinating about Hong Kong is that, you know, the culture martial arts, let me put this out there, was based in Tao teaching, Lao Tzu lessons of the Tao. It's also based within the Buddhist structure and it's based on Confucianism and it's based on everything derived from these three thoughts and philosophy. The Chinese, however, classically, when Buddhism arrived, challenged it by saying this is some kind of joke because we came to this realization, Lao Tzu, thousands of years ago, and it's almost like you're stealing him and applying this fella, this metaphysical bloke in a cloud. Yeah. What's that all about, right? What people in the West don't understand is that Buddha is actually a grade of enlightenment. A Buddha is a human that reaches a state of enlightenment. A Buddhist starver is one that chooses to not teach that enlightenment, but suffer for the sake of humanity, meaning come back into society and use their enlightenment to further thoughts, mm. as opposed to just sitting there teaching enlightenment right and it's very interesting how these things have been mixed and mashed into deity for political benefit and i think that's really a point for me is that when politics and religion start being hybrid concepts when it benefits our state to be christian because of fear if we had a muslim uh, prime minister in this country does that take anything like literally put it out there does that take anything away from the british people Considering that the empire itself is comprised from multinational stretch, we're international ourselves. We're also a country that's been invaded several times. <laughs> we, are n- we are neither a true bloodline nor we are, you know, uh, a non culture. We are well, a very French or Vikings at the of moment. Of course, yeah, yeah. Kind of but it's, it's, it's the yeah. thought, isn't it? We came to Pakistan, we came to India, we mm. had an empire ourselves. We promised them a better life. And I said, all right. <laughs> we'll take you up on that offer and see what it's like, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's now in the slave trade, eh, Shaq? Mm-hmm. But it's like, the point that I'm trying to say, no, I'm saying, like, it's it's the history ran through Birmingham, you mm-hmm. know, of the slave trade. A lot of people focus on the USA, but it started here. And that's the saddest blink of the British Empire. And I just feel like you've got to see the evolution. Because we are now living in the current world, 2017. We're in Selyuk. Right, And in Selyuk, it's a student margin. And everyone in this town is literally international. Yeah. <laughs> Across the way, we have uh, international folks. Literally on our street. Yeah. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, the narrative in the media doesn't support this, does it? It doesn't say that we live in a climate where people from multicultures can mm-hmm. live together. But we have, and we are, and we have been doing it my whole life. So the the narrative of the media is changing Mm -hmm. the foreign idea of what the UK is. Mm -hmm. The UK has been one of the most culturally accepting uh, countries in my lifetime for the last 20 years. I think the world has got. Okay. And that's a challenge. And I think America is rapidly understanding this. But the problem with the USA is the segregation concept of... That street's little Armenia, that street's little Tokyo, that street's mm. little China, that's, that street's little Botswana, that street's little Italy, etc. And it loves to separate ethnicity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel the thing that's different about Britain is I don't have a problem. And this is personal. There's going to be obviously a lot of people who aren't like me and get 
educated for God's sake and <laughs> sorry yeah. for heaven's sake okay and when you get educated you're no longer ignorant and here's the thing that I'm going to say I wasn't raised to feel ethnicity wasn't British if my mates were you know Jamaican family British mm. Indian family British mm-hmm. wherever you are in the world Chinese Japanese yeah. Korean you're still British because mm. you identify in a culture of Britain, number one, that's your culture. Number two, you've got a bit extra. You're actually a spicy sausage. You're actually something more powerful <laughs> yeah. than us, the everyday layman, yeah. you know, yeah. Anglo-Saxon of us. Yeah. Um, because you've got a bit of spice, man. You've got like that extra ability to say, well, I also have this culture in Jamaica and I also mm. have this culture in Africa. Yeah. And I also, yeah. You know, that to me is the enrichment of where the world is going. That is not a bad thing. Yeah. That is a very much evolved thing, you know? Mm-hmm. It just makes me think of a, a documentary that I saw recently on Channel 4 where a lady from a, ver- a, a white town in mm. England... Um, predominantly white A predominantly town. white town in England mm. basically lives with a Muslim family for mm. a week mm. as a Muslim. So mm. she actually dresses mm. uh, up and they did the makeup as well so yeah. other people don't realize that she's white. Mm. And I found that really interesting because, um, I mean, obviously our perspective is quite international. Mm. And, you know, people who do live in big cities see this. Mm. And yet for someone in a small town, that experience was life-changing for her, yeah. you yeah. know? So yeah, if if you have the chance to watch it, it's on uh, Channel Four on demand, and it's uh, My Week as a Muslim. So it's just one episode. It's pretty interesting. But I think like one thing I wanted to state is um, because I mentioned this real briefly on YouTube, but I said and and here earlier, I said as artists, whenever you're in the artistic world or media, especially the responsibility is to be neutral. I really feel like faith and politics or political alliances are something that you should keep completely to yourself because mm. they're usually an opinion that can only create controversy or wind you up because everyone is not going to have the same crystalline viewpoint that you are unless you don't really have a point and you're part of a mass point. And then obviously you're just following. Like you were saying, Pete, about football supporters. Mm-hmm. The only time I ever mention uh, what I believe in and uh, the sort of thing that I think about is whenever anybody just asks me. Or on a podcast in front of oh, the entire yeah. world. Yeah. But then again, you ask <laughs> I know, me, I know. Like... But Shaq, it's, it's, I think one thing I wanted to state is mm. one proof of this mm. happened in my lifetime in the 1980s. And it's actually something John Lennon had predicted towards the end of the Beatles when he went solo just before his assassination. Mm-hmm. He was asked in a very famous interview what he thought where music was going to go. And he mentioned a word and this will blow your mind, but he mentioned a word that in music at this time in the UK, we'd never heard this word. And he said the word reggae. Mm. And in the eighties with bands like UB40 and the movement in London, especially Brixton, the areas like this, which are very much um, West Indies communities and things. This really started a massive trend of evolving our thoughts to Mm. actually understand the West Indies, Mm. which is part of Commonwealth, formerly our own, you know, empire, you know. And I just think what's really incredible about this is that it actually proves my point. Art hits a neutral. Mm. And if you can change racial thought or ignorance through art, reggae did. Because mm. it made UB40, a Birmingham-based band yeah. of mixed ethnicity, mm. buddies, mm. always been buddies, 
put them in the limelight, made it a normal thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't have to worry about my friend who's from Jamaica. You know, it's absolutely obscene, but people are thinking like that. Yeah. And it's like I said, not back to Seoul in California, the Muslim communities in such areas, it's that fear again. We talk about gay rights and we talk about gender equality and we had this conversation briefly about Harvey Weinstein and people coming out to try and change a social circumstance. One thing that America really needs to understand, I feel, and be clear on, because it's a power, it's definitely not a weakness, is understand your ethnicities within the States. You're a country that supports the idea of freedom and liberty. And I feel like what's really important about freedom and liberty in this day and age isn't to be sensationalized in this fear that anyone you allow into your country of a fundamentalist background, which is seemingly the default of all Islamic uh, followers, you know, it's incorrect to think it's great. We have nutters. We have crazy born-again preachers who are so passionate with their hellfire and brimstone. I don't even have to mention all the priests that are in controversial abusing kids and such like this. And all of the cult-derived Christian faiths in America that that, uh, the polygamists and all of this... And the people that as well that do this literally for uh, money mm-hmm. and that sort of wow. stuff, like saying saying things and like evangelists, yeah, yeah, yeah. saying things, yeah, like the literally. con jobs, yeah, yeah, the ones that are like, yeah, yeah like and, I can bring a miracle well, to you if you exactly. Pay for this. And I think yeah. the other the other element of that argument is also Charles Manson, who literally mm. started a cult and murdered people mm. through whipping everyone together in in that kind of sense. He had Christian sensibility in that cult. It didn't denounce God or the devil. It Mm. was some kind of weird, hyphen, strange acid trip based on both of them. But I think the point is, we've really got to reach that understanding now that there's no excuse. Everything's available to us. You know, and of course you can look at you can look at the uh, Quran was wrongly translated, but so is the Bible. You can say that because it's not in its first language. It's been translated <laughs> several thousand times. Mm-hmm. But I think what's really important for me to end this this here podcast mm-hmm. is to nod at the Asian faiths that, that are often confused with Islam and seek especially, which is a very peace-loving, incredible faith, Mm. is often people will see a man in a turban and uh, you know and presume mm. that they're muslim mm. this is the problem with ignorance mm. do not presume yeah no understand it's very important and buddhism the worst ever got in fundamentalism world was a self-afflicting nerve gas bomb on a train where the monk who who's responsible for this concept kills himself as the ultimate sacrifice and unfortunately people get injured or worse around him but it's happened sparsely because the buddhist faith is literally about peace and there is no way in you you're karmatically you can't hurt anyone else even an animal so if the more you believe in the buddhist faith the more passive it becomes and it's quite an interesting thing because i want to say which religion really preaches that we should kill anyone None of them do. Mm. Which prophet really states we should kill everyone? None of them do. I will argue there are a few defensive, poignant moments in a lot of religions saying that if someone tries to take this away from you, retaliate in just cause, of course. Mm -hmm. But that is platonic because you're trying to protect that faith that is your integrity of morals. Mm. So let's just hope in our lifetime 
will have a president that gets to power and there is no war in his term. There is a prime minister and there is no war in their term. And we can all say that we have educated ourselves on religion and, as you said, Shaq, create an enhancement in our personal faith with knowledge from other things. Definitely. I couldn't have said it better myself. There you go. Pete, anything to add? No. That's it, really. Yeah? Do you want to talk about your uh, budding faith of uh, anti-unicorn sentiment? (laughs) (laughs) No, to be fair, my view on faith is that um, George Michael did it well, but for the Limp Bizkit cover. There you go. And you are right. It's a very good song. Well, I guess it would be nice. Check it out if you haven't heard the Limp Bizkit song. It's very good. Uh, it's, a, it's a classic. That was the entire point of the podcast. That was, we just yeah, wanted to yeah, plug that Limp Bizkit I actually, wrote, I actually wrote my own song, which was Faith, but in brackets, because I'm very aware of the uh, George Michael stroke Limp Bizkit cover. It was Faith stroke Temptation. Yeah. Is that good? I was that bit more deep. You see, see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, that is it for us. It's been uh, very cool. Wynne is obviously pointing at her nose, just to tell you kids at home, uh, which means that she is slowly turning into Rudolph the Reindeer, ready for Christmas. That's no, she's hers. doing kids' songs, you know, head, shoulders, knees and... Oh, is that, is that right? But she's head, shoulders, knees well, and nose. Well, I thought Wynne was about to reveal her secret identity as a reindeer called Rudolph. <laughs> Over to you, Wynne. What, what's your thoughts? No, I just wanted to say that um, what's really interesting about religion is that it is a part of uh, a lifestyle and therefore is very intertwined with culture Mm. as well. Oh, yes. That is actually a... Well, now we can't end because that's a very interesting (laughs) conundrum. No, I feel like it's a good point because... one, And it's a good lasting point. This really is the end. This is the end. (laughs) Uh, This is really our encore right now. Wins created an encore. Um, Very good. Uh, so basically, the the point that I think it is really important because you actually have, we we said about politics and state, but I don't believe that we have in 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 the UK, I should say, and in America, really a culture of Christianity. Not really. No. The culture of Christianity you can find in Ireland, you can find in Spain, in Italy, yeah. and etc. 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 But it's really, it is cultural there. It really is defined there, like the fact that people live in siesta in, in sort of Spain. Mm. You see Sundays are so religious. You know, everything yes. is very family oriented. It's never really gone. It's very important to point out the culture because when you have Islamic countries, we don't understand this in the West. We think that it's really just the shallow matter of religion, mm. really. And that our religion is better than yours. Football team mentality. Thank you, Pete, for the metaphor. (laughs) And realistically, it's cultural too. And that's really important about the North Korean crisis, I feel. I just want to put this out there because we haven't touched upon that. In North Korea, politics and religion are blurred entirely. The government... Well, religion is... The government is the religion, conceptually. The army is... You know, it's, we, it's actively discouraged yeah. as far as we know. Now, yeah. Now, we all have to understand in dealing with North Korea, but I want to say this to pe- put people's minds at rest in the world that are listening in, from our knowledge, from what we see. North Korea, it's, it's a social uh, extremity in its political movement. It's not unlike China, but it is very special in itself because it's such a shielded community that it's become a subculture within every country in the world. It runs completely differently. It's like, it's not technically communism because it's technically very much a military 
socialism. So the upper class is built around the military, really. And what I find people need to understand here, the people of North Korea, to me, from the very small observations, and I made a great one watching this documentary where uh, there was an all-access pass, and just the tidbits of things that make logical sense to me, especially knowing how Asia works, is that the people aren't oppressed. I don't think the North Korean people are oppressed until they learn that there is a world outside the fence, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And when you get curious of what could be on the other side, there is no regime, there is no faith, there is no nothing that can hold you back because curiosity, as we all know, leads you to adventure. That's how we discovered the world. So when the elements of a North Korean leaves and sees the other world, it must be, and this is what we all have to understand, it must be such an incredible impact. It's like turning everything you were ever told in that Truman Show-like world, which it really is, on its head, and you have so much choice, it's nuts, right? The only answer to that is corruption, okay? Now, if I take, and this is really controversial, if I take Africa as a very good example, you had the same thing. Africa was very much content. It was had warring tribes forever, of course. Everywhere has had them. But it was very content when it was um, organically just Africa before anyone interfered with it. It was evolving at its own rate, as we all did. And then we introduced the difference. We suddenly turned up with about a thousand potatoes, as simple as that. And just saying we've got a thousand potatoes to a tribe's guy, he's looking at it going, what the hell's a potato? <laughs> and suddenly you say, we've got a thousand of them. You know, we haven't just got one, we've got loads of them, right? You suddenly added, you can call it a sense of progress and evolution, because in a sense it is, but you've also added that first seed of corruption. And when you add that, no regime, can handle it. And that is why the continent of Africa fell apart, you know, classically. Because you suddenly introduced, it wasn't just potatoes, and it was a Rolex watch. It was then this Ferrari that you turn up in. It becomes this metaphor of change. And that beautiful thing <coughs> that Africa once had when it was Africa and it left to its own devices is gone forever. And that's the risk of North Korea. When you have a country that's run the same way and it's been an igloo, there are people in that culture that had fled to Russia and they came back, you know, through the Korean War and when uh, the Korea was occupied, uh, the whole of Korea was occupied before the split, when Japan occupied it. When the Americans pushed in and, and there was the war, the Korean War, and it split the whole thing, you've got these people coming in from Russia. They, the regime that's in there is neither organically Korean nor is it culturally Russian. It's somewhere in between. And this is Soviet Russia. And what's fascinating to me is we don't associate that as religion or culture, but it's a really good example in this day and age that you undo that, especially with the whole fact that we could be moments away from Trump issuing the order of a ground patrol going in to stop the, you know. You've all got to understand this world, and we're in a unique position. So despite whatever our personal thoughts, and if we want to see North Korea as a threat and enemy and they scare you, sometimes we can't stop your fear. But if you rationalize it for a second, you could literally have a problem where you, if you attack Korea too fast, too quickly, you alienate its own people from their culture that they've had for whatever many years, a generation at least. 
And I think that's what we have to look at now. We have to start thinking, we've got to be more tolerant. We've got to see things for how they are. We've got to dissect them. And within our faith and our culture and our religions, based on the faith and religion around the world, we have to understand that primarily. When we turn up in the Middle East, we are visiting another nation to learn about it. We are not implanting our thoughts all over it. When we are in Asia, all you expats out there listening in, we are not Asian. We are visiting there to see the difference. We share ideas and we can introduce change at the pace that Asia sets, not our own. And I think that's critical. So if I'm traveling to an Islamic state, I'm not going to turn up with a suitcase of Christianity paraphernalia and state you should all think like me because realistically I'm not allowed to. That's like if the reverse happened, if they turn up here with paraphernalia, essentially as a Christian state, they're not allowed to. However, aren't we a bit past that? Isn't it more a case of I've got a Bible, I've got a Quran, let's swap and read it on the plane. Isn't it that world that we're in right now? Mm. You know, it should be. It should be. Mm. And I think that it could be. That's the important mm. thing. So all of you listening, you know, got the depth that you're all after. You can all go back to your cups of tea and normal life. We're all obviously going out to start a protest about Jaffa Cakes. Aren't you up for that? Yeah, I love Jaffa Cakes, man. You love them? Yeah. So why yeah, are you protesting? I'm with Jaffa, I'm afraid. No, we're, we're on the other side of this picket line. My, my protest with Jaffa Cakes is they've just taken one out of the pack when there should be more. And I'm really, they really reduced the amount. I, yeah, of I guess they did. Oh yeah. my, okay, I'm protesting. Yeah, now. yeah, you gotta protest. <laughs> you gotta protest it. So, uh, all of this in peace, love, and Jaffa cakes. <laughs> Over to win for the rapper. Don't forget to watch Project FIA on Amazon.co.uk and Amazon.com. Our YouTube channel is FIA Gets Tubed. Feel free to comment and also reach out to us on Twitter. Our handle is Project FIA.